<laughs> Welcome to You're Dead to Me. I'm Fraser Ruddick. And I'm Stacey Peterson. Hey, uh, last week I made a uh, joke about my dead uncle. It was only a small joke. Do you remember this at all? No. Good. Please, re rehash. <laughs> I want to hear about no, your dead I'm, uncle. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna rehash the joke, but anyway, so um, when my uncle died, which was late last year, I happened to be moving at the time, so I got some of his things, and one of these things was a microwave. Um, last week, after we recorded it, when I made that vicious, vicious, horrible joke about his death, <laughs> that night, that microwave exploded. Oh! No joke! You was haunted! I know! I know! Oh We're getting screwed God. over by my but to be fair, the reason I made that joke was because he used to be a dick when I was a kid and do those crusher handshakes. So what? So, oh, so yeah. I'm not, he did that to me for years and was just generally a dick. I make one fucking joke about his death and then boom, the microwave goes. That seems fair. I think he's justified. That fucking sucks. <laughs> now I can't microwave my popcorn. I've got to do it on the stove like an animal. Well, maybe you'll rethink before you hate talk dead people over the internet. Nah. Nah, <laughs> what a lesson to learn. <laughs> Nothing. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at Dead to Me Podcast. We're also on Facebook, and our email is dead to me podcast at gmail.com. Shout outs this week to Anzac Day. Happy Anzac Day, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year. Celebration. And a shout out to every moron who tried to get into the supermarket before noon on the Anzac Day. And the biggest shout out to whichever employee had to open that door to that angry crowd of people who had been waiting outside. Probably would have been that dude who kept hugging you last week. <laughs> but he would have welcomed the crowd, like, come here, love me, people. Yeah, he would have been grabbing all their bums as they, yeah, they come like, in, he would have loved it. <laughs> oh, I have a shout out. I'd like to shout out to one of my bosses who, in a conversation where I said, oh, I don't normally wear much makeup. He said, yeah, we can tell. Ooh! Burn, right? Oh, yeah. And this brutal. was an innocent conversation between me and another female colleague. And he jumped in. He came over to join the conversation to tell me he knows I don't wear makeup. It's really, really obvious. Why would he want to be in that conversation to begin with? Because he wants to tear me down and ruin my self-esteem. Did you respond or did you just kind of um, stop and feel bad about yourself? I said, thanks. Too bad I don't care what you think. And he's like, whoa, whoa, I'm just saying. Woo, brutal. I get defensive about that stuff. Yeah, So yeah, rude, it was it. So shout out, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so last week. Yeah. Uh, I said that I was going to a dog farewell. Oh, yes, what happened? <laughs> Tell me, what is a dog farewell? I want to know everything. Yeah, well, uh, to summarize it, uh, nothing special. It, it, oh. it wasn't good. Well, um, I went down. <laughs> <laughs> Cool storytelling, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Story done. Story, okay. story done. The um, end. No, well, I, I mean, there were a lot of, on my way there, there were a lot of signs that I shouldn't go to it. I, I was second guessing it and stuff, and then the trains were all delayed by like 40 minutes, making me late, and I was just like, ah, I don't want to do this. Um, I got to the pub, and it was all humans, uh, except for there was one bulldog, uh, but I couldn't tell the difference between the bulldog and its owner. <laughs> oh, a lookalike, lookalike <laughs> <Yeah>. dog couple. <laughs> um, but the problem was when I got there, it was a booked table. Yeah. Wait, why is that a problem? It, it, well, it's a problem because it's socially awkward. How? Because if you book a table when you're mixing social groups, you know, if you get there and you get on the wrong end of the table, uh, 
you look over the other end of the table and you're like, oh, fuck, man. They look like they're having the best time of their life. And you're sitting there with the most boring people on earth. Oh, I get what you mean. That is the worst. Yeah. Or when you're stuck in the middle of the table and one end's talking and the other end's talking and you've kind of been left in no man's land and you have oh, to like yeah. reel your way back into one side of the conversation. Well, yeah, that's, oh, that's hard that. as well because you know pe the people on either side, they're like turned away from you. Yeah, and give, you're like, give me the old elbow. Talk to me. Yeah. No, well, um, yeah, can't stand it. Um, I, I don't I don't like parties where there where there's chairs. I don't like sit down parties. Okay. I, I much, much prefer a standing party. Every party I've ever had, no chairs. Well, otherwise you get stuck there. Yeah, you well, just sit people, there all night and get drunk. Exactly. Like <laughs> if, if people sit down, they just sit there and they they, they won't get up the entire night. They're not yeah. gonna be around mingling. But if you have a standing party, everyone's mingling around and stuff, and you know, then you are gonna meet people. But if you're just stuck there, just at a table with a bunch of strangers, as I was, it's just like, uh, oh, this was a sit down and big table party. Yes, yes. Two of the things. Yeah, oh, did I not specify that it was quite a large table? No, well, I assume. Well, all the people I knew were over the other ends, and I was just waving from afar, just like, having a good night, yeah. I guess my only question is, why didn't you just get up and go to the other end? There was no other chairs. Oh. When I got there, I walked over there and, and went to sit down there, like, oh, no, 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 that's uh, the host's. Um, Chair, the host, the human, not, oh, not the dog. The dog. <laughs> the dog's actually sitting here, you pleb. Well, the dog, the, dog, the dog just kind of crawled on people's laps, looking really uncomfortable for the entire night. I was making eye contact with being like, yeah, you and me, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Although I, you know, probably wasn't going to get put down after that, whereas the dog down. Oh, no! The weather is uncomfortable. He doesn't understand. I, and also, like, it was a really loud venue, which I think was wigging out the dog as well. You know what? You know what I, I really hate? Like when you when you're talking to somebody and it's so fucking loud that you're just like, ah, yeah, yeah, just going along with the conversation, and you just miss completely what what it is. But then it gets to that point where they they say something, you're like, yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, that was not a yes or no question. Yeah. Or they follow you up, and you you've said yeah, and you're like, oh, I, yeah, I get that, and then they're like. But what do you think? Uh, and then you have to be like, sorry, sorry about what? And then oh, what yeah. I talked about, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually couldn't hear. All that conversation that you've been having for the last 15 minutes, like, oh, stop, like, fuck, they think how do I get out of this? Oh, they think they're super connected, and like you guys are on the same page, and you're like, I actually didn't know at all what you said, sorry, what? <laughs> or you're just like sitting there and you're not listening, you're like, I just want to kind of get up and go dance or something. <laughs> oh, you and the dancing. I you know, love dancing. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, so, I mean, luckily I had beer. I had beer that helped me through the night. But here was the other problem. They didn't book enough people, like they didn't book enough seats for the table. So oh. people were coming and kind oh, of just like hovering around me just like, you know, they, they wanted a seat. And you feel really guilty. It's almost like when you're in the dis disabled seat on a train oh, yeah, yeah. and you, you feel like you should get up for the old people, but then you're just sitting there like, fuck them, fuck them. But also possessive because if you leave the seat, they're gonna go in and get it. That's that was the problem. So you can't leave. You have to make people get you drinks all well, night and yeah, never pee, otherwise you lose your sleep. And because I was a little nervous, I was drinking quite fast, and then I was holding onto my beer, and you've got just got that little last uh, sip, and and I'll, I had the clutch of death because you know that the the <laughs> uh, the glassy's gonna come over and take that last sip. Oh, no, no, it's fine. No, I, I, I need that. Yeah. So then I was stuck. I was like, I'm not. I haven't had enough to drink to be comfortable with this. But if I get up, I'm gonna lose my seat. <laughs> More reasons with uh, with um, sit down parties out. Why that's a why that's a problem because yeah, then people people won't move because they they don't want to lose their seat and you lose your energy. If I'm at a sit down party and I sit down, yeah, I'm just gonna like chill out and want to leave. 
Yeah. I need to be up. I need to be moving. I need to be grooving. Otherwise not. I don't really want to talk to people. I just kind of go, oh, I don't want to talk to these people over there. It seems so much effort. You know, and it must have been so uncomfortable for the people who came late and they're just like, oh, no seat for me then. Like, although, you know, I said I prefer, I prefer a stand-up party. But not when everybody's sitting at a book table and you're just some creep, just like, yeah. yeah. Like, you're having a good time. Sit there. down just for fun. everyone. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel in that I was in a more comfortable situation, but still then, you know, couldn't couldn't get up to get another drink. Um, didn't really know anyone over my side of the table and uh, couldn't really access the dog because the dog was too popular. I did eventually access the dog um, as, as the group diminished a little and whispered in the dog's ear. Everything's gonna be all right. It's all gonna be okay. Goodbye. But I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> but do you know what I did at a dinner party once? Is it was with a bunch of people I didn't know, and we were all sitting there eating, and it was like halfway through the night. It was like a long boozy dinner, and then halfway through, the host she's like, "All right, everyone, get up and change seats. What? We've been, we've been around each other too long. We should be talking to the different people. So go." So I had to move, and I unfortunately was having an amazing time in the little group I was in. And where I changed to, you're up with the losers. It you're sucked. Up with the and I was like, that was a great idea in theory, but I got the shitty end of the stick. So I was sitting with two people who were like super close, so they were like being a bit clicky on accident. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Like, great. And everyone down there is having an awesome time. And I was like, what a great idea! I'm so happy we did this. So their whole point was that, oh, to get people to mingle or whatever. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes you just don't want to mingle though. Well, not when you've got a good mingling group already. Like, it's a risk. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're like, no, 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 I'm good here. I'm yeah. good. These people are cool. Look at those fucking idiots over there. They look miserable. I don't want to have to start up conversation with them. Exactly. And you find, and you know those people who you don't really want to be sitting next to. And you're like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Oh my God, he's sitting next to me. <laughs> but you know, on the, other, on the other end of the table, there is one person who, who got stuck there. And they're probably the most fun person. And they're just sitting there like, I really fucking want to go over the other side. So for them, awesome. Awesome, awesome idea. Yeah, but yeah. when you're already like flying high and you yeah. drop and you're like, oh, I'm stuck like this for the rest of the dinner now. There was no opt out. There was no opportunity to shift places because it would have been really obvious if I'd been like, should, should we move again? And they're like, it's been 10 minutes. And I'm like, but that was so fun, wasn't it? Like, let's move and I'll sit here and here. I think that'd be a great idea. You can't, it's rude. There's a, there's a, like, sometimes you just don't want to mingle and sometimes you need, you like, it would be better for people to come and mingle with you. I don't know, like, I'm not against mingling. I love a good mingle after a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but what's worse is hard if, like, I like to mingle. I want to be talking to everyone. But sometimes if you get, like, if there's a shy or not so socially comfortable person yeah. and they sit next to you and like they just want to have conversation one-on-one -on -one, like super you have to conversation yeah. and I'm like yeah that's great oh what about this person and then they just start telling another story not related to the group conversation yeah. and then I have to listen to them otherwise they're obviously being ignored but then I'm like oh what about this why don't we redirect this a little bit outward well, uh, yeah, or you're stuck this is a, another problem why this whole, these whole uh, you know booked party tables are a problem because you're trapped in whatever conversation. And even if you excuse yourself to go to the bar or to go to the toilet or whatever, you're like, motherfucker, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. You can't, go. there's no ultimate escape. But what about when you go to a normal dinner, like just with a group of friends, yeah. and there's no like book table, like you're there all together. But don't you find everyone gets a bit awkward when we're all trying to decide where to sit? 
Yeah. Like it's almost like this casual rush for the best seats and everyone's weighing up, oh, you're sitting there, oh, I'll sit there, or, oh, you're sitting there, no, I guess I'll sit down here because it's further away and lets the people sit in easier. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I always have to do like a two second weigh up and be like, I think if I sit there, I'll have best access to people. I know that person won't sit there. And then like you hope that you get a good restaurant seat. Well, Otherwise you're stuck there. If you're the host, if you take the best seat, you're a fucking jerk. Why? No, yeah, you want to have the most accessible seat to bring everyone together as the host. Or does the host get to just say fuck it and enjoy it because it's their party? Uh, yeah, I suppose I suppose in theory, but anyone who would be polite would actually make sure everyone sits down first and then they would take the worst chair. But you're right, like they should- Well, because they know everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. They're, I find they're not going to be uncomfortable in any situation. Yeah, I there's find- there's always the fluff invites. I find as host, like, I'll make sure every, like, I'll be like, the accommodator, like if there's someone, if my friend's sitting on the side not talking, I'll be like ding 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 and go over and be like, how can I help them get in the conversation? Yeah, so you seem like the kind of person who would be really good at that, whereas me, not so much. You're like, fuck it, it's my party, I'll do what I want, you guys can all scram. <laughs> bring me beer, bring me grapes. <laughs> well, you know what, every time I have a party as well, like, you know you're inviting people that are out, of, you're mixing groups, but there's always going to be those other people, and I always really want them to make the effort to mingle, but a lot of the times they'll just stand in the doorway and then it's like, I'm the host of this party, but I'm having to babysit people the whole time and then I leave out people. Like, like I, I know I've had parties before where people have said to me after, it's like, I had a great time because I had my people there, but I, I didn't even get to speak to you. It's like, yeah, I know, because I know that you were kind of okay in your little group, but I invited you because I wanted to spend time with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, people get so closed off in groups. You need that one or two people who are like, hey, over here. Because it's so easy to find yourself stuck in a friendship group. And I go, look guys, I'm not really going to talk, I don't say this, but I go, look, I'm not going to really talk to you tonight. I'm going to go talk to these new people. See you at brunch tomorrow, because I see you all the time. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So you have to try and like, you know what I mean? Like your regular friends, I think, get kind of let down at a party because you see them all the time and you've got to make sure all the non-regulars are Yeah, exactly. I, th I think when you go to a party, you've you got to expect you, you, you're doing it for the host to, to see the host or whatever, but you're not getting to hang out with the host. Yeah, and they're not babysitting you. Like, that's not... Yeah, but know? I do find myself in the situation where I am babysitting a lot. Yeah, yeah, you've got to cut it. You've got to let them fly on their own, you know. I know, I just feel guilty, and I guess I, because I don't want them to leave as well. I know. Because you know, like. You've got to introduce them to a few people and then go, be free. Yeah, well, you need people to get through that first hour of a party because. It's, it, it's, for me, I know if I go to a party, like that first hour or half hour or whatever, it's fucking hell. But then once you kind of ease past that, you're like, you have a great night. Yes. But there's so many people that they'll leave like in that hour. It's like, no! Oh, there's time! Yeah, like it would have gotten better, I swear to God. I do that. And the first half hour or hour is when you have to be like your most brave. Like if you go somewhere and don't know anyone, yeah. that's the time where you go, suck it up, Stacey, and you walk in and you're like, hi, 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 and kind of plant the seeds for the evening. So then later you can be like, oh, I know you. Well, who are these people you're talking to? Oh, I'm in the group. Yeah, sometimes I just do shots in the uh, in the driveway before I go in. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid courage. I mean, both are successful strategies. <laughs> Meet people at the beginning, get drunk, and go in already confident. <laughs> yeah, but then, then sometimes you go a little too far and you walk in and it's like, oh, man, nobody's had a, even had a drink yet. I've arrived too early and I've had quite a few. It does not look good. It's so easy to keep drinking, though, if you feel really, well, not uncomfortable, but you're like not in your comfort zone. 
And I'm like, wine, wine, where to go? And then you're that loud, obnoxious people person, and they're like, who is this chick? She's so loud and obnoxious. Yeah, exactly. I, and that was that was my problem the, the uh, on the weekend right. in that in that like I drank my beer really fast. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted to get drunk. I wanted to I wanted to drink my way out of this horrible <laughs> social situation. <laughs> to talk farewell. It was never going to be fun. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm super, if I get drunk, I find myself in a really intense one-on-one motivational, like deep and meaningful wisdom random that I meet at the party. And we just go sit down on a couch and we're like, yeah, this and this and this, and I'm gonna do this and fuck this and get super global about it. And then you have to go back and being normal and social and you're like, oh. Well, you're talking like about, uh, about like like political stuff or real oh, everything. Like, like really? yeah, you start out like I'll get I'll be like happy drunk, happy drunk, and then if you get kind of debatey level, then I'm like we're talking we're like yeah, you're beautiful and you deserve this and the patriarchy lets us down. Like it always kind of is. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're you're an emotional drunk. No, I don't get upset. I get like just inspired. And then I go back and talk, and then I'm like, oh, let's go home. You know, then, what, you know what I talk about when I'm drunk? What? Pretty much everything I talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Are you a shit talker? <laughs> Do you shit talk when you're drunk? You know how That's... people, and this, and this, and I know this. Well, yeah, no, I, what do you mean? I, no, I don't claim that I know anything. Okay. I just, I okay. just... <laughs> just talk shit. I just talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, like, the other thing is, you know when you're, when you're at a party, and I guess it's probably worse when you're at, on the booked table, somebody whips out that fucking video. Yeah. On their phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they're, then they're like making you watch that. Oh, showing like, ah, people. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant to take a video. Okay. They're like, oh, that's that, that's that's bad too. All the photos, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of photos. Um, no, but when somebody whips out some YouTube video and they're like, ah, oh, look at this, and then you're watching it, just not taking it in, video. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's some funny stuff. Whoa, yeah, love or, that. Or you're on the other side of the table and can't partake in that, oh. and you're watching them watching, you're like, huh, cool, what was it? And then they show it to you after, but yeah. they've already moved on. And you're like, that was funny. And everyone's like, what? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate that stuff. On the I phone. prefer not to see it anyway, but there is time, sometimes it does kind of like a, a, a semicircle around the yeah. people. And then it doesn't make it, make it to you. It, it just, you cut off and it goes back to back to the person. It's like, I didn't want to see it, but I feel so left out now. And they're all talking horrible. about it. And you're like, cool, cool. When will this conversation pass on by? <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer just to talk about shit. I don't want to, I don't want to see your stupid videos. Yeah, especially if it's like their stuff and you're like, what do you think? And you're like, yeah, it's so great. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> I, and uh, we mentioned the photos. Yeah, the, the, the group photos. I hate I hate oh. the photos. Or oh, they like film and they're like, say hi. And you're like, hey, like they're Snapchatting you and you're like oh. secretly being filmed oh. while you like eat chips oh. and drink. I, I can't stand it. Like the amount that people are, are videoing and taking photos and stuff. Like I feel so vulnerable and like everything I do like every time I'm out there and you know like I, I kick a homeless person or something like that what if somebody gets that on video I don't really do that I call you Fraser <laughs> god Papped, paparazzied by everyone these you know, days kicking people I, I walk over the harbour bridge like a lot like yeah. every, every day or two and it's just like cameras everywhere and you know remember before everyone had their camera out uh, the rule was always that, oh, if, if someone's taking a photo photo of their loved one, you can't like cross the stream or whatever. Can you now? Because like, you know what I mean by crossing the stream, like walk between the camera and the person they're taking the photo of. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, can you do that now? Because otherwise I can't get anywhere if I'm not being impolite and walking oh, past Oh, by them. walking by. Yeah. Because it's not, I get what you mean, like on film, it's a really precious shot. But yeah. 
also people take 10 photos so you're only going to be in one of the 100 photos that they're taking of that same image yeah i'll never get over that fucking bridge while everyone's taking taking photos of that oh my god it's that famous opera house <laughs> Do you know what I do is if I want them to get out of the way but I'm feeling nice, I go, do you want me to take a photo for you? Especially if they're trying to like, you know, do a selfie or something and they're getting in the way. I go, here, let me take the photo and then move on. Uh, no, but, but if they're taking a selfie, that's better because it's just their arm's length. So oh, you, you mean you're, you yeah, can't yeah, physically yeah. get so by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're yeah. not, that, that's, that's actually a polite way to do it. And I don't take selfies because I'm a, I'm a man, I'm an adult man, <laughs> um, but I have been in a selfie before. Yeah. And then you have that person come up and like, want me to take it for you? But then it's that really awkward pose. Like this selfie is natural. Standing then, there with your arm around someone just, just smiling is just pressed up against a, a wall. That's But you get the view. Uh, yeah, but... yeah, Very but important. I, I, but, <laughs> but they're not going to see that view because they're going to see my awkward smile. Just... <laughs> I love my life. This is a great time. Do what I hate is when if you're taking a photo and someone goes in the way, instead of just walking straight in the way, they do that little creepy thing under. They're like, oh, and they try and get under the camera, but then they're actually 100% in the camera. They're just like a dick, <laughs> like that, a squatting idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you like, just oh, make an idiot out of yourself like, trying just, to get past. Just it's go like, straight through, yeah. sir. Like, stop <laughs> looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so do you want to do you want to know uh, ultimately what the fate of, of the little doggy? Yes. Farewell was. Will it live? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, because th there was not much conversation in, in in the party about it and stuff, and and you know, I, I I used a lot of air quotes. It's like, okay, yeah, so the dog's going to the farm <laughs> and, stuff and try to try to pick up on whether whether anyone anyone would get it. Um, and then you know, ultimately, uh, by the time I left, I thought it's actually probably nicer to not know and to think that that dog is on a farm somewhere and I, I think I'm I think I'm settled on that but wait what, do you actually know <laughs> yeah I do <laughs> you can't just say that and be like I think it's better off dead <laughs> tell no. me the dog will live well confirm it <laughs> I was I was like three pints in. Oh at this my god! Point. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me if the dog's alive. <laughs> well, uh, uh, when I was leaving, um, I thought that would be the end of it, and then the host said, "Oh, you know, thank you for coming. You know, the the dog will really miss you." It's like, all right, I've met it twice, but sure, I'm sure it'll, <laughs> it'll miss. I'm sure it'll miss everyone. And, and they said, you know, it's it's good that it's not uh, that, that that the dog um, is not going away for bad reasons or whatever. And I go, what do you mean? They go, well, it's not being put down. I'm like, oh my God, really? And, and, and they're like, yeah, what, you thought it was getting put down? I'm like, yes, because you said that it's uh, like, it's going on, a, uh, on your mother's farm where it can run around. He's like, oh yeah, my mother does have a farm where it can run around. It's like, all right, but what if he's wrong? <laughs> what, if, what if his mother just told him that? And she's just gonna shoot it in the head as soon as it arrives. <laughs> so ultimately we will never know, although. The dog's not dying, okay? <laughs> so, also, how morbid would that be to throw a farewell for the dog who is seemingly in good health that you've just decided to put down? Like, we're done now. Come to your party and say goodbye to all your doggy friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, so morbid. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the dog looked very uncomfortable the whole time. I don't know if it was just the social situation or that it, it you know... Because <laughs> that, it, that it's a dog? Know, no, but okay, to, to confirm, uh, 
allegedly the dog, <laughs> <laughs> the, the dog is going to a farm where it can run around and be free. <laughs> <laughs> Play in a golden field. <laughs> oh, I got another thing to say about uh, about being at a bar though. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on bar etiquette? Because in my opinion, there is none. Well, like um, standing in line at a bar? Ah, yeah, exactly, exactly. See. I always knew that when it's prison rules, it's prison rules when you yep, go to the bar. Ah, oh, so yeah, so this is the thing. I'm going to all these bars now where people are like queuing up, and if I go to the side of it, I look like a dick to these people. Yet, yeah, honestly, I get served. I get served. No, then. a bar is not a queuing situation. There's yeah. too many people around. To me, a bar is just like a block of people, and it's basically Tetris when you find a shape of yourself, you just go in there and then keep kind of zigzagging exactly. until you, you just, get to the you thing. You just find yourself a little gap there and you just you put your yeah. elbows up on the bar and you just feel at home. Just yep. like, uh, you get in with one elbow and swing yourself in oh, and yeah. then you lean back to your friends and go, what do you want? I'm getting served. And then you get served. No, no, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Prison rules. Well, exactly, because no you've got you to walk up Come to that on. bar and you've got to have confidence and you've got to make that eye contact with it. You see so many people just like all nervously standing there or whatever and it's like, you're never going to get served. They're or talking. They're just talking to their friend and the bartender keeps looking at them and you're like, order your drink, order your drink. And they're like, la, 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 la. Yeah, half the time when you're at the bar, the bartenders aren't actually doing anything because people aren't addressing them because they've got no fucking clue who's been served when there's like three bartenders on the one bar. Yeah, you have to make aggressive eye contact. I do this as well in restaurants and cafes when I need to call the waiter over to like ask for something or to get the bill. Because if you don't make really aggressive eye contact, they're never going to look at you. No, they never come. So I'm just like staring at them for a long time and then I'm like, oh, hi, and turn super friendly. Yeah, well, it works for you. It doesn't ever work for me. <laughs> just I'll, just, I'll just never come back. I might as well just walk out of restaurants because they never <laughs> Dine and give dash. Me the bill, they're like, so. we don't care anyway. <laughs> as long as we don't have to interact with him again. <laughs> So I realized something this week yep. that I am a stinking hypocrite. I was on the train and I was looking at everyone on their phones. You know how everyone's got their heads down watching stuff. And I had this strong wave of superiority over them because I was sitting there without my phone and looking out the window. I was like, just like a psycho. These <laughs> poor people, they are so out of touch with themselves. They should just learn to be present in the moment. I do exactly the same all the time. <laughs> I am always on my phone on the train. I just happened to not that one day because I didn't feel like it. I look at my phone while I'm walking sometimes, but if someone's walking towards me, I'm like, oh, just look up. I hope you run into a pole. But then when I'm doing it, I justify it being like, well, you're very busy. You've got stuff to do. I've just realized I'm a real hypocrite about phone stuff and I'm actually addicted. Yeah, I do I'm that no too. better. I do that too. But why weren't you using your phone on the train that day anyway? Because I was trying to use it less because I use it too much. But what were you thinking about instead of using your phone? Nothing. I was judging everyone. I used the whole <laughs> oh, yeah. time to be like, what have, all we, what have we all become? Like, we're all just soulless people, not connecting. Why don't we say a hi to the person we're sitting next to? Like, I got so high up on my high horse about anything to do with that. I was so ashamed of myself. I don't want somebody on the fucking train next to me going, hi. That's weird. I thought that's what I wanted. <laughs> but I don't, but I just kind of enjoyed feeling superior and then I go home and I'm talking to someone and I'm on my phone like a dickhead realizing how horrible I am for judging everyone. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my phone on me. Like as in you'd get lost or you just would feel like you were missing something? Well, I, yeah, I'd probably get lost, but um, no, I, I, I don't know. I feel that I, I use my phone as a way to avoid eye contact with people, I guess. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's a problem. I don't know if I didn't have my phone, somebody probably would sit ne next to me and start talking to me, offering them, offering, offering me a chip. Why are people always offering me chips? 
I don't know, I'm jealous. I don't really get offered chips that often. I don't get offered it on the train. A friend of mine did though. Really? Um, yeah. Did they take it? No, they oh. just ignored them. <laughs> Chip um, from some stranger. <laughs> That's rude. No, yeah, what is weird when everyone's got chips, whether it be hot chips or, or crisps, it, like they're offered around chip. Why would I want one chip? But you don't, you take a few and then... They said chip, I thought I could take one. <laughs> but I, especially if it's a chip I like, and I'm like, cool, it's probably not going to get another round because they're going to want it to themselves. I take a few, I take like a small handful, and then they never know because they've moved on to the next person. I want the whole bag or nothing. <laughs> yeah, me too, but you can't have it all your way, Fraser. You have to take a few chips, or you go, can I have a chip? I'm that person who will be like, I'll watch someone eating something, and I'm like, could I have a chip? And then they really can't say no. It's a real trapping mechanism, but you, I just really want a chip. You're a sick bastard. I think I am sometimes. <laughs> but if like, I say, I'm a bit like, I know you're not going to say no, so I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, if I had one chip though, I'd be like a bear who's gotten a taste for blood. <laughs> just need more. It's like, where is the closest 7-Eleven? <laughs> but why are people offering me a chip all the time? Like, is this, is this a polite thing? Because we've, yeah, we've they spoken don't about want share, to, sharing food before. They and, don't want to give you a chip. But a Don't chip is a traditionally sharing food and they feel rude if they're just like munching away on a delicious snack and you're not getting a piece of it. But then I feel obligated to take this dirty old chip and I don't want it. Well then say no. I do and then they're all like, oh, really? Okay, if they're getting upset about a rejected chip, maybe you need to like reevaluate your friendships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you, you didn't want my chip. You don't even care about me. <laughs> hey, so with phones though, uh, what's your opinion when you're in a restaurant and uh, you see, you look over and you see a couple and they've both got their phones out? Oh, high horse. Right up on the high horse. I'm like, too bad you don't have a connection with your partner. Like, But I also, when I'm eating with someone, I don't use my phone. No, same, same. So I can be a little justified in my <laughs> righteousness. But no, I look at them, I feel sad for them. I feel sad especially for families and I'm not a mum, so I'm just purely being judgmental. I'm probably so incorrect and would do the same when I have kids. But there's just like the mum, the dad, and the kid, and then the smaller kid, just all on their little computers, whatever they be, while they wait for the brunch to come. And I'm like, you guys are so disconnected. No one's talking. Everyone's playing a game on their phone. I feel a bit sad. If I was paying like $18 for eggs, I would want to sit there and enjoy the experience. Like yeah. I can make that at home for nothing. Yeah. So, what do you think of couples who do that? The same. Absolute losers. Yeah. <laughs> like what is your relationship that you're like, all right, we're going to dine out tonight. And I was like, okay. And then they go there and they, they can't talk about anything. And I understand that like relationships, they dry up and become lifeless and you end up hating the person, but at least pretend when you're out. A pretend. Push through, put at, on a at, show. At, at home, Stop you can avoid that eye contact. <laughs> but when you're out, just be like, yeah, we blew up, we're it's, happy. Especially if it's kind of like a nicer place, like you might dress up a little and you're going out for a nice dinner on a weekend or something and they're on their phone and you're like, why don't you just get takeaway? Or why don't yeah. you go somewhere where you don't come for an experience and pay for the experience? Like they're dressed up. I saw this couple the other day, they were dressed up. They looked great. Like she looked beautiful with her hair all done. They had a lovely glass of wine. And then they were just kind of slumped down, like mindlessly texting. And it's, it just doesn't make sense. It's a very, it's like seeing someone in a formal gown, like just scrolling through YouTube. I just would find it very strange. Yeah, don't even go out. Don't even go out. Stay home. <laughs> Stay home. Save your money. Buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, with all that money from not talking. <laughs> well, the amount that you're paying for brunch, it's pretty expensive. Or just talk. 
I don't know why people don't just talk. I never run out of things to say. No, I know. I can't. That's why I hired you for this podcast. <laughs> I just can't imagine not being able to say something. Maybe after 10 years, though, it's a little harder. You're like, yeah, whatever. Well, I, at least they're giving us fuel, more, more stuff to talk about. We can talk about them. Exactly. They're not going to talk about us because they're like, oh, all those people are having a good time. Nothing funny in that. <laughs> funny in them being losers. Yes. Thanks, guys. Shout out <laughs> to all those <laughs> conversationless couples. So I've doing, been doing salsa classes. What the fuck? What? Yes. Like salsa dancing salsa or dancing. Dipping, dipping a Dorito into some salsa? Yeah, it's a two hour salsa <laughs> class. We do one hour dancing, one hour salsa sauce making. No kidding, just dancing. <laughs> and I had my, I went out for my first social dance. What does that mean? Like you go out into a club and you dance instead of like doing it in a class setting. You go out with other randoms who like to salsa dance and you uh, dance. Are there salsa clubs? No, like different bars have different nights that are dedicated to salsa music. Oh, okay. It's like on a Tuesday night, you go somewhere, it's just a salsa night and everyone's salsering. I've said salsa so many times, I can't say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was a very awkward social experience, right? Because salsa is like kind of a, it's a close dance, it's a bit sexy. And some people like really cross the line with it. And it's meant to be like a sexy dance, but platonic, right? That's where you go in and that's what you expect. You're just dancing because you love to dance. I'm trying to think of what, were they doing salsa in Dirty Dancing? Is that... <laughs> Yeah, it's like so, so, okay. so a little, yeah, oh no, it's not that dirty, dirty dancing. You're not like kind of grinding that closely. But you know, it's central music, it's fast, it's all about connection or whatever. Anyway, I had this guy who just was disgusting and I danced with a number of lovely gentlemen and that was fine. It was all, hi, great, thanks for the dance. This guy was like trying to get close to me and he was like, it's like we're flirting on the dance floor. Like, <laughs> and he was like trying to spin me around. He didn't know how to salsa dance. He was literally just putting his arm up and he was really tall and making me spin around. Because the whole point is that the woman follows and the man leads. Anyway, I didn't know what to do because you're, you're meant to dance with someone till the end of the song, but this guy was making me really uncomfortable. Oh so, really? You can't, you can't cut it short, you're, you're trapped. Basically, I think it's like poor salsa etiquette if you pull out halfway through the dance. How long is three minutes of your life? So I was stuck <laughs> with him. And then he's like, one more dance. And I was like, no, thank you. And so I left and that's fine for me to do that. Left as and in went home or left? No, left him. And found another partner? Yeah, or oh, went for a drink or something. And then he comes up to me and he says, why didn't you want to dance with me? And I said, well, because I was done. The song was over. And he's like, but I asked if you want to do it again. Oh. And I was like, well, I, I guess I wanted a break. I didn't want to dance again. And then he got really shitty at me. This guy's sounding very rapey to me. Yeah, he was a bit. It was, that's why I left, obviously. Now, was this guy in your class or was he no, just he some was stranger? No, he was a stranger. Is that normal for you to go to like a salsa club and then salsa it up with a stranger? Yeah, that's the point of it. It's a very strange dynamic. You're going in with all these random people and dancing with them and then being like, bye, I gotta go. Why are you interested in this? Because it's fun. The dancing's fun and the music's fun. It sounds and horrible. if you have a nice partner, it's just dancing. Like there's nothing extra. But every now and then I think he pretends to salsa to like infiltrate the female community and like get close to them because he can't in any other Apparently, way. Apparently it's his, it's his pickup methods. It was just disgusting. And then he made me feel bad about it. Hey, when guys do that, you're like, I'm sorry I rejected you, but man, take it on the chin. <laughs> Will you be continuing going to, going to salsa clubs? Yeah, it's super fun. But I won't be going to the one that he goes to. Apparently he goes to this one every week. Oh, so he's well, well known me. for his creepiness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what's his success rate do you feel? Zero. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, got zero yeah, charm. There's nothing about him that's like <laughs> anything. Anyway, the funds of salsa. <laughs> it's just so awkward, you know? Like, 
It shouldn't be that situation. I didn't know what to do without feeling like I was rejecting someone. Well, I can't help you because I will never salsa dance ever. Like, it sounds horrible. No, it's fun. You get to just like boogie on down. What? I think you should. Maybe we should do an experiment one week and go take you out salsa dancing. No, thanks. Everyone who um, thinks that <laughs> Fraser should take up salsa dancing, feel free to leave comments. I'm, I'm busy that night. Oh no, I didn't tell <laughs> you which night. I'm busy every night. I'm busy forever. Every night to get out of salsa dancing. <laughs> I, I will. I, ooh, I will get a bag of Doritos and a bit of salsa. <laughs> Why are you so quiet? Because I was letting you finish your sound effects. I wondered what you would do next, you know. That was it. Like the sound of it, you know. Hey, how did you get here today? I caught the, I caught the train and walked. Okay. Good to, good because of this inconvenient location. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not that inconvenient, but I, but I actually neglected to tell you that there is visitor parking here. <laughs> well, I don't have a car, so what can you do? <laughs> I realised that. It's at six weeks in. It's like, yeah. oh, I, that's right. I never like, actually told that. Hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have had a few times where I've parked in front of somebody's house mm -hmm. and I've either had an angry note left on my car or they've come out and asked me to move. Have you ever had this? But like, you, you're not meant to park there or? Legally, I, legally I can. Legally I can. It's, oh, but you're taking up street. their space. Well, yeah. I've what never they, had what they that, consider. that's so rude. What, saying it's, this is actually my spot, you should move? Yeah, it's like, I only have room for my car. This is my house. It's like, why do you have the fucking right to put a note on my car? Like I'm, I, I have every right to park here. Legally, I can park here. I'm not doing anything wrong. Why the fuck are you harassing me about this? That is obnoxious. I've never even heard of that, but that's horrible. I what do believe, you say? I can't believe people have the balls to like leave a note like that. Like, and they threaten you? Well, nobody said like I'm gonna I'm gonna smash your face in or anything. But like, like are that, they polite or they're like no, get off my property? Never, never polite, never polite. Well, I had an old guy uh, come up to me recently. I I parked and I was I was in, enjoying my KFC. Had my little <laughs> little KFC box. Best day of my life. I see oh, I see no. him him and his wife. They they they've, they've drive into their driveway and they've got that look on their face like oh, we're gonna park um i don't know in your fucking driveway <laughs> you've just driven he comes out and he's like oh, what are you doing like none of your business i'm i'm, in, I'm enjoying my three-piece feed you're not getting any <laughs> <Chip. laughs> <laughs> um and he's like oh I've, I've lived here for 25 years Okay. Like, that's lovely. It's lovely. He's like, yeah, it never used to be this busy. And it's like, oh uh, my God, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, are you going to stay there? It's like, I don't worry about what I'm doing. He's like, well, if you're going to, can you let me know when you leave? It's like, you've got you already in your driveway. I don't understand the problem here. And I couldn't enjoy my meal after that. I, I just, I just packed up and I so left. So he had a park. He in had, his driveway. Yeah, he, had, he had a driveway. He just didn't want you in front of his house. As I was driving off, I see him pull his car out and put it in the spot. That is hilariously possessive. Was this in a suburban area? Yeah. Okay. I feel like difference? that's a suburban thing. Well, yeah, I guess I feel so. like in the city, everyone would be like, oh, fuck, take what you can get. Whereas in the suburbs, they're like, this is my spot. I actually paid for this. No, I don't get it. Like, well, why do people think, and leaving notes as well. Like, I, I had somebody park over my driveway a few weeks back and I left them a note which just said, um, you're parked over my driveway, so I can't get my car out. 
please move it ASAP and don't park like this again. So I wasn't rude or anything. Um, I was worried they were gonna come down and like smash my uh, my car windows in or something just because people are, people are psychos. Yeah, yeah. And I left a pretty normal note. Like I don't see how people like, in front of their fucking house where I know where they live, I could murder them in their sleep. Why they would leave me a note, like an abusive note when I'm not doing anything wrong. Because people are angry, Fraser. They really are. I'm angry because of their <laughs> anger. I know, that escalated so quickly too. That really annoyed me too. I could kill you in your sleep, <laughs> FYI. I, I didn't say I was going to. I'm saying like, if they pissed off the wrong person, which is not me, because I just bottle it all up and then I talk about it here. And then I, I feel pathetic because I didn't do anything about it at the time. <laughs> but yeah, like they have absolutely no right to, to do that. I've done nothing wrong. I was walking down the street once near my house and I stopped in front of... It was a main street, but there were houses along the street. And I stopped in whatever spot to like check my phone or to call someone something. And then this woman from in the dark was like, why are you standing in front of my house? Whoa! And I was like, oh, I'm just looking at my phone. She's like, well, can you move? Were you standing in her driveway? No, it was like a street, like there were no driveways. It was just terrace housing down a road. And it was basically me just standing on the street. I wasn't in her house. I was just on the footpath. And she like yelled at me. So I moved because she looked scary. Yeah. But I was like, you can wherever I want. I wasn't leaning on a fence or talking loudly. I just was looking at my phone, maybe meeting someone. Get away! Wow! So rude! That's brutal! So she thinks she owns the footpath? Yeah, she just didn't like me standing near her. (sighs) I'm always worried when I walk on those... You know how there's always these shitty areas where they don't have... um, have footpaths, it's just like the nature strip. I'm always yeah. worried if I walk on that, that someone's gonna be like, ah, oh, the erosion though, like, and it's like, hey, it's your shitty council that yeah. didn't put it My a, garden, a yeah. <laughs> but I must say, as someone who has lived in a house where people do stand outside, like I used to live on a quite a busy street and my room was the run, one right on the edge. If someone was standing and talking outside of my room, I would be super passive aggressive and just like loudly close my window. So they felt the need to move. Fuck off, you bitch! You're I just, did. <laughs> I know. You're, you're but I never said anything, else. so it made me a good person. But if you're sitting, sometimes it just feels like they're like in your room because they're that close. Literally, the distance from you to me a meter was how far away they were from me, and but, I just didn't want to hear their conversation. But they were on the footpath. Yeah, they had every right to be there. You've just completely eliminated. Any say in this conversation whatsoever. I told you, Fraser. I'm a hypocrite. Okay, I'm a hypocrite really in every aspect of my life. Oh my god, <laughs> who am I? Now, well, get the fuck out of my place. Like, it's the end of this. This episode is over. <laughs> it's so annoying when it happens to me. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Hit us up on Twitter at dead to be Podcast. We're also on Facebook, http. www.facebook.com. <laughs> slash your dead to me podcast and email is dead to me podcast at gmail.com because <laughs> I never actually say how to get to the Facebook so I think that's right I think everyone needed to hear that and will now know how to find us Definitely. great job great direction Definitely. I'll, I'll see the numbers go up straight away <laughs> all right thanks guys thanks bye, guys. bye.